Hi, I'm Michael Stittle. And I'm Nick Danos. And welcome to Trendline. Uh, we're on the verge of a big uh, Labor Day weekend, Nick. I hope you're making an escape. Yeah, no, half escape. No. How's that? I still got it. We still got nightly tracking to do through the whole yeah. week, except for the Monday. But yeah. Oh, on that note, on the Monday, uh, we are actually taking a break from Trendline. So after this episode, we will be back uh, Wednesday. So, I mean, you're not getting a break, Nick, but, I, but I'm getting a brief uh, break on Monday. <laughs> Uh, but let's get right down to it. You have really uh, major news uh, today. What, what what are the national numbers like? Well, looking at the trend, Aaron O'Toole is shaping up to be a political freight train. In the latest CTV Globe Nanos tracking that was just completed last night, the Conservatives now are at 35.7% nationally. Liberals back a full five percentage points at 30.7. New Democrats at 18.3. Block at 5.5, People's Party at 4.8, Green Party at 4.5. So, wow. yeah, exactly. Think of it this way, Michael. Back in August 12th, the Conservatives were at 28. They're up now a full seven percentage points. The Liberals are down about uh, three percentage points. The whole, it's been a game changer of an election. Mm -hmm. And uh, Aaron O'Toole definitely has momentum. He definitely has the advantage outside of the margin of error. And TikTok. Michael, TikTok for the Liberals because time is running out in this election. I know it's it's only September the third, but before we know it, we'll be pushing into the last week of the campaign. So huge uh, momentum behind uh, O'Toole's Conservatives, and we're heading into this long weekend where typically, I guess, Canadians get together and and you know really start to pay attention to the election. So, uh, do do you think that momentum will continue after this weekend, or or, or will it change anything? Well, it's hard to tell. You know, I'm not going to predict too far into the future, but the reality is, is that when you look at the trend line, the Conservatives are incrementally picking up basically every day over the last few days that, you know, the Liberal platform has not done anything to reverse the trend. So if the Liberals had hoped that the platform would disrupt the trend, it hasn't, period, full stop. I think that's all the Liberals have to hope for is that somehow Aaron O'Toole or the Conservative campaign makes some sort of mistake in order to stop what I'll say, the gains that they've been making over the last uh, number of days. Uh, is there any sort of link to the personal prime minister uh, uh, numbers that, you're, that you've been tracking? Yeah, well, the thing is, is that when we, when we look on that front, the numbers are even more dramatic. And it's probably, the, the story of this campaign is actually going to be, if this continues, is Aaron O'Toole's personal brand and how it went from uh, zilch to significantly strong. You know, in the latest tracking that we just did last night, when we ask Canadians who they prefer as prime minister, uh, O'Toole comes first at 31.1. Trudeau now second for sure, 27.3. So just outside of the margin of error. Singh at 19.6. 12.8% are still unsure. But, you know, the big story here is that, you know, back in August, just before the election was called, O'Toole was at 17.7. Now he's at 31.1. That's a dramatic short-term improvement in, in the brand of Aaron O'Toole. And I think we have to say... Factoring this and factoring the uh, the ballot numbers, uh, that O'Toole has been the top performer in this campaign, and O'Toole's performance on a day-to-day -day basis have been driving that incremental increase in the proportion of Canadians that would consider, or not consider, outright vote Conservative, and have now given the Conservatives, at least today, about a five-point advantage over the Liberals. 
Uh, traditionally, well, not traditionally, but in the 2019, 2015 election elections, we've seen the conservatives do extremely well in the West and uh, maybe less so in, you know, Quebec, Atlantic Canada. Can we go region by region, Nick, and, and just sort of break down where the support is coming from? Yeah, like you said, Michael, you know, back in 2019, you know, the conservative, much of the conservative gains was not efficient. It was highly uh, concentrated in the West. And although nationally the numbers look good for the for the conservatives, it didn't convert into as many seats as it did for the liberals. But it's a game changer now because what's happened with Aaron O'Toole and his appeal to Canadians is that he's making the conservatives competitive almost everywhere. So, you know, if we, if we look at Atlantic Canada, Atlantic Canada was a red fortress and has been and traditionally is very strong for the Liberals. Well, right now, Atlantic Canada is in play. The Conservatives will pick up seats in Atlantic Canada. The question is, how many seats will they pick up? And even in Quebec, uh, the Conservatives, their numbers have been up. They've been down in the province of Quebec, depending on what's been in the news and what they've done. And what we're seeing in the province of Quebec is that the Liberals still have the advantage. The Bloc are still in second, but the Conservative numbers are on the move. Now, both Blanchette and Trudeau have to look over their shoulder because Aaron O'Toole is starting to pick up some steam in the province of Quebec. It also means that the bloc has to worry about, uh, about the conservatives now, not just the liberals as a, a factor in the vote splits. So Quebec now is getting very interesting. And in, in Ontario, which is the big battleground with the greatest number of seats, the conservatives are now closing in on the liberals and becoming much more competitive. So you know, stuff's going to happen there. West, I don't think we're going to get a lot of excitement in the West. Sorry for any of our viewers who are from Western <laughs> Canada, but BC, we will have to watch for Team Orange and Jugmate mm. Singh. Uh, the NDP numbers are very strong right now in the province of British Columbia, as are the Conservatives. Uh, the Liberals have been having a bit of a rough patch in BC. So, uh, Michael, why don't we just sum it up like this? There's no good news for the Liberals anywhere basically in almost any region, except for perhaps Quebec. And how about this for something? If the liberal campaign, you know, you know, the kind of break in case of emergency oh, yeah. in the glass box, a mirror, well, yeah. if they've got, if the liberals have something in a glass box that might help uh, change the dynamic of the ca campaign, I don't know if it's even too late to smash the glass and bring it out, whatever it might be. But uh, right now, like I said, the, the O'Toole conservatives, have the momentum. It doesn't seem that there's anything to date that the Liberals have been able to do to slow down Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives who have been incrementally picking up steam. And we've got the holiday weekend where everyone's going to be talking. You know what they're going to be talking about? Hmm. That perhaps Aaron O'Toole can be the next Prime Minister of Canada. That's what people are going to be talking about this weekend based on these numbers. Um, just just to I mean, amazing when you think that the the liberals were the ones who called this election, and and Trudeau has you know made it about giving Canadians a choice going forward, and and that was what this election was about. But but I, I'm getting the sense that a lot of voters uh, haven't really bought into that. No, not at all. And you know, the thing is, is that in a in some polling that we just released this morning with uh, CTV and and the Globe and Mail, when we ask about the necessity of uh, of having whether this election was necessary or not. The, a pretty strong majority of Canadians don't think that this election was necessary. This election is, you know, this election, you know, many people complain about elections, which is natural for Canadians mm -hmm. to complain about elections, but that's usually only an issue about a week. This is now dogging the, uh, the Liberals and, and it looks like it's going to dog them to the very end of the campaign. And, and as a result, you know, even if 5% of Canadians switch from the Liberals to the Conservatives because they're very upset about the calling of the election, 
by Justin Trudeau, that's basically enough, Michael, to change the outcome uh, mm. and to uh, and to favor the Conservatives. Uh, Nick, I just want to touch on uh, the Green Party and the People's Party. Uh, it, it, we've seen a switch now. It, it looks like the People's Party is actually pulling ahead of the Green Party. Yeah, well, numerically ahead at 4.8 uh, within the margin of error because mm -hmm. the Greens are at 4.5. And I think, you know, that's that's another thing. You know, that that 4.8 percent, are those just people that are going to end up voting conservative at the very end in order to try to strategically vote conservative? You know, those people party supporters or that like the people party, are they going to strategically vote conservative in order to make sure that Justin Trudeau gets out of government? So they're at 4.8 now. It would be interesting to see whether they can maintain that or not. It's hard to tell. But, you know, for the Green Party, this has to be a, a disappointing election. You know, they don't have a national campaign. Their leader hasn't been able to get the same type of exposure that uh, past leaders of the Green Party have been. And, you know, this, this could have been a breakthrough election. But the numbers are languishing, at least mm -hmm. for the Party of Canada. Well, Nick, uh, we'll see you back on Wednesday and we'll, and we'll see how this trend continues then. Very interesting stuff, uh, as always. Thanks very much. Yep, that was fun. And uh, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos, or go to the website, www.nanos.co. Uh, and we've also got your daily tracking at ctvnews.ca and more stories on what Nick and I have discussed in this episode. I'm also on Twitter, by the way, at Michael Siddle. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. <laughs>